You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life, the tax man. Woman. man. Kelly Lynn. Yes. I know you've put a lot of work into this. You've got uh, Jesse Thomas on the show. And uh, Jesse Thomas is a CPA. Did I say that? In the first? I think I did. In the first segment uh, in our introductions uh, between Jesse and Michael, I'm mm-hmm. sure that we're going to have a whole lot of interesting conversation. Well, as I said, this is a... This is a uh, a um, experience I think people will go through at one time. Okay. However, you know, we have uh, Peter and James, a uh, dad and son. Um, Peter's wife, Helen, passed away last year in 23. Mm. Um, he is, a, Peter himself, he is in a long-term care facility. And Helen lived in the marital home. Their son, James, took over the role of executor um, since his dad has f- limited physical mobility. Mentally sound, but physically not so much. Hmm. Um, when Peter inherited the home, he had James sell it last year. Helen was taking RMDs from her RI. IRA. I, Easy for you yes. to say. Why do those the initials? I always like to transpose them. Mm-hmm. Um, her beneficiary is James's daughter, who is 21 and has always been considered a dependent since she's a full-time student. Uh, so we've got like a whole lot of taxes. And of course, now t- with tax filing season, James is kind of like, okay, what do we got to do? There's a final return for mom. How is that going to affect dad? And what do we do with, you know, my daughter who's now inheriting a, what, an IRA? Jesse. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really the focus is, you know, the tax return for the decedent. Yeah, and you know, in the initial year of passing, she passed away in 23, Mm -hmm. really nothing changes. You're still filing, you're married filing joint tax return. If there were things that were titled just in her name, depending on the time of year she died, especially if it was earlier in the year, you may have an estate return that needs to be filed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in her case, that might be true because usually what we see is that when a spouse passes away, if it's a first marriage, only marriage situation, everything passes to the remaining spouse. Right. In this case, that didn't happen. The IRA is going to the granddaughter. Well, that's a beneficiary designation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... And, you know, my guess is it could have been done before the IRA laws changed where they were trying to stretch... Mm-hmm. That oh, I'm sure across, and now you've got the tenure rule in place, so it's not as beneficial there. Um, but really focusing on on their final tax return, um, you've got them still filing jointly for 23. Nothing okay. changes there, plus the estate return. But what really becomes a part of it is what does that mean for 2024? And that's something that I know Michael and I look at a lot with our clients. I even had somebody come in with this situation a few days ago. And you have to look at it and say, what is this going to do? What planning opportunities are still available in the future? Mm -hmm. Um, Because in 2024, Peter's return is going to go to a single filing status. So some of the things you may recommend, Roth conversions, you know, taking additional gains now have a bigger implication because the tax tables are a lot tighter in that single range. I'm thinking with him in a long-term care facility, he's he's spending his money down. Yeah, but the opposite side of that yeah. is if he's paying in at long-term care, he's getting a deduction for at least part of that payment, if not Let's all hope. of it. Yeah. Um, so usually we look at that and say, okay, how much Roth conversion can we do against the medical expense, mm. um, which you can do a lot more in the joint bracket than you can uh, in the single. Yeah. Um, but especially with the daughter, even though she is still a dependent, 
depending on how much money is in that IRA, she's probably going to have to start filing her return. And the conversation would then be, is it more beneficial for her parents to claim her as a dependent, or is it more right. beneficial for her to start claiming herself to get the higher um, exclusions, especially on the state side, to offset some of that additional income? Mm-hmm. Um, because depending on how much is in that IRA, right, it could really affect her tax rate. And with her being a student, you should consider the timing. So if she's going to school for something that is going to immediately start her at a high salary in a lucrative field, you might want to front load some of the IRA deduction now because you only have 10 years to take everything out of that IRA. Yeah. So if if she's still got three years to graduation, maybe you do a larger chunk for the next three years and then go down to that minimum amount until you're 10. Mm. Yeah. I never would have thought about that. That's and, and, and James needs to have a, a big conversation with her too. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this this could potentially be a lot of money that a a very young person is is getting uh, while in college, and and that can be dangerous. Um, we've we've experienced Certainly, that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at twenty one, at that point, she's also age of majority most in most places, right? right? Yeah. You know, so kind of do what she wanted. If- you know, if, if oh, she can. The, the conversation just, is still absolutely yeah. It, it's a, a necessary, and 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 I hate it because it, it it like Jesse mentioned when we first started this case study. It really sounds like her grandmother probably set this up that way before the rules changed, and it's something they probably should have revisited um, prior yeah. to her passing because she might have done something differently differently which is why i think it's a good time for peter to look at his situation as well um you've got the home still on the table it sounds like they're going to go ahead and try to sell it even with him in the um long-term care facility because it was her primary residence they still have two years in which he can get the five hundred thousand dollar gain exclusion instead of the 250 that's an extended thing when somebody dies um what i see most often is people forget to get an appraisal done if if they're going to hold it or you know if a family Mm member is going to move in if they don't think they're going to sell it for two years i always recommend getting an official appraisal because that is going to be the most accurate step up in basis right um what we see is if people forget to do that they end up using maybe the property tax assessment for the year which is usually a lower much lower yeah. amount much lower, than yeah. the appraisal would be um but you know if if peter's um estate plan needs to be updated because his wife is no longer with us if he needs to look at it maybe he was doing the same thing with his ira and it was going to pass to the granddaughter mm-hmm. um looking at roth conversions now so that his kids can inherit tax-free if it's not going to mess up his tax situation because you've got the additional medical this is the time to do all of that um while while you're looking at one person's go ahead and address both mm-hmm. um and really i think it's a kind of full table conversation when something like this happens i like to try and get in a room with the client, the financial planner, and the lawyer and say, okay, let's consider all aspects of this because you don't want tax to determine what you're doing if it's not the right financial move, but you really need to know how the estate planning is set up to determine, you know, maybe if the IRA is going to the granddaughter, that's no longer the best case. Yeah. I'm actually kind of wondering, you know, being that she is a student, if they were like, oh yeah, this will be your grad school. You know, yeah, this will pay for grad be. school. Like, I mean, I wonder if there's, I mean, I know you were talking about, you know, the changes from the SECURE Act, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you wonder if there's other things that, that were in the works too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, if the IRA, I mean, I, we were looking at it with somebody the other day and I think 
at at least their table, 1.5 million was about 60,000 on mm. the year. So you're you're taxing somebody's ordinary income rate at 60,000 and over the next 10 years depending on what field she's going into, that could be a huge increase in what that's going to do to her tax situation. I mean, obviously she's getting the money, it's always going to be better to have the money even yeah, if you're paying you can, more tax but yeah you can pay the tax to from the money that you receive mm-hmm. in fact that's what you would assume yes happens, that's right? what we would recommend yeah. um but it could be that you know maybe there's some room especially with the additional medical expenses i i know this is something michael and i've looked at with other clients is mm-hmm. if you're in one of those you know lower brackets or you've got the medical expenses how much can we convert to the roth if part of your estate planning is that you want your children or your grandchildren to pay the lowest tax possible let's not cause you a huge tax burden, but let's see how much we can do yeah. and still keep you in a good position. You can do that stepped over time as well, yes. right? So you can do multiple conversions if you wanted. And, mm-hmm. and probably it's just a matter of uh, somebody, a tax professional, looking at your situation and, and doing some calculations to give you information mm-hmm. on what it will cost and, and what makes the most sense. Yep. yep. And the other thing to look at would especially be with the way that the um, exclusions run right now on your estate probably even if she's not required to file an estate tax return because the the income limits are lower, um, filing any way to port her lifetime exclusion to her husband, uh-huh. um, especially depending on what the size of their estate is. Yeah. Yeah. And usually the estate planning attorney looks at that and determines if it's, you know, a necessary course of action to take mm-hmm. with the financial advisor uh, for the client. But, you know, if it, and like you mentioned, you know, if, if Peter's got a, a big, you know, IRA that's even potentially going to James. I mean, if Peter's in pretty bad health at 83, I mean, James has still probably got a, a little bit of time to work. He could be in this highest earning right. years, you know, in his probably 50s. Probably would be, yeah. And, and, you know, so it's just definitely some things to consider and look at when they're looking at their whole situation at this yeah. point. Yeah, we've mentioned, what, three, at least three professionals you need to get involved. You need <laughs> yes. a financial planner, you need a, a an accountant, and you need mm-hmm. an estate planner, right? So got an attorney a cpa and a cfp all in the middle of that uh you got a little work to do right exactly yeah and and now is the time to do it before uh, any professional of those... advice is needed so yeah, it no, can make, absolutely it can make things easier you know yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. it'll be well worth the price absolutely paid, uh to go ahead and, and take care of that and the sooner the better because you are potentially losing opportunity to uh to plan and and um, take advantage of some opportunities mm-hmm. as well yeah all right, Kelly Lynn. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to our question mailbag. Uh, like I said, I've got a question on real estate funds. So we're going to talk about that. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. 
As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.